and we are live, as always, starting out on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, and just in one second, we will be live on YouTube on the Comedy School channel. There we go. Uh, oh, there, I would get a smile. There, I just want to take your picture. Okay, here, take my picture. Uh, I'm still taking my picture. It's like a long process to get this picture taken. I don't know about that. <laughs> Okay, there, we got it, we got it. And you know what? It always it catches me when I'm not smiling. Every time. Every time. As I'm waiting and I'm talking to you guys. Maybe I should start coming on YouTube first so I get this smiling picture thing out of the way. Um, and here we go right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, three, two, one. And we are live on uh, Facebook Live. And good afternoon, everybody. You are watching Living on a Thin Line. I am Tony Vizic, and we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are, we want to be, we hope you'll accept us as your daily diversion from all the silliness and hoopla and anxiety going around the world today and just have a, a little fun and chit-chat. Uh, we build this show around a couple of things uh, and the first one is uh, your comments and your questions on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, on YouTube, and of course right here on Facebook Live. So, uh, we build it around that. We will talk to you. We can't talk to you in person, person, like a Zoom or like live in person. But uh, we can uh, we can field your questions and have a dialogue in that way. We build it around that. Also, I show you some silly little piece of memorabilia or an autograph that I have here around the house. Something that meant something to me at one time that I had tossed to the side sort of cavalierly and now realize that they were important mementos and I'm sharing them with you. And I also uh, always recommend uh, two uh, musicians or bands uh, based on my extensive uh, vinyl album collection. Uh, so, uh, hello to Stefan Judge, Kelly Wilson, Mike Ramsey, Tina, and Mike Lawson, and Lauren Molliver. Hello to all of you. I've already had like an incredibly long day. Um, for some reason, I woke up at 5 a.m. That happens to me in the spring, in the summer. And uh, my wife has tried everything. She's put up blackout curtains and stuff. Somehow my little brain goes, it's daylight, and uh, and I'm wide awake, and I'm bouncing around, uh, and then um, then I hit about this time of day, and I'm like, I'm tired, and the least little thing makes me mad. I go, huh, the wind's blowing, wrong. So, um, uh, but I'm calming down, I'm calming down. Um, Shirley and I got a lot accomplished today, uh, and uh, she is a lot of fun to hang out with. And then um, I have two dogs, which I love uh, beating. I do deeply, truly madly, so I love these dogs. And these dogs love me, truly, deeply, madly, and they share their love by following me everywhere I go, all the time. And that would be okay. But what they like to do is anticipate where I'm going and be slightly in front of me, a little slower than me. So, um, three times today I almost took a header. So, uh, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, do you guys have pets in your home, and have your pets been acting differently during this uh, uh, um, this uh, quarantine uh, situation, uh, I'd like to know that. If you care to share it with me, you don't have to share it with me. Couple things coming up that I tell you about up right now because you're looking for new stuff to do. You're looking for diversions. You're looking for a little fun and joy and silliness and goofiness in your life. And by the way, even during tough times, Betty Goodman and Glenn Miller, people like that, still went and performed for the troops. Betty Grable went over and showed off her legs and whatnot. They perform for the troops. They, uh, we need those diversions. They are important. I've got one for you Sunday night. It won't be as pretty as uh, Betty Grable's legs uh, during World War II, but it'll be pretty damn funny. 
and that is this Sunday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. This Sunday's special headliner, Jonathan Gregory. Most people in the Phoenix area know who Jonathan Gregory is. He is a local legend. Uh, he also is, uh, tours nationally. But if you want to see something completely different, okay, go to ComedySchools.com. That's ComedySchools.com. And uh, scroll down to uh, Get Tickets. Click there and uh, buy a little $10 ticket to watch uh, as we bring to your living room comedy on Zoom. I've got that down pretty good, don't I? That sounds pretty slick. I'm slick. That's what I am. So I've got that coming up. Also, if you ever thought about doing a workshop, if you'd like to hang out with me for a couple hours a night on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Wednesday, go to ComedySchools.com and register for one of our great workshops. Easy to do. Just go to ComedySchools.com. Click and register. Read about it first. Call me if you want beforehand. Email me if you want beforehand. But then uh, join one of these great workshops and we'll have you, you know, on a live Zoom show as well in the very near future. We'll teach you how to write. We'll teach you how to rehearse. We'll teach you how to perform. Okay? My goal is to have you become famous enough that you won't return my calls. Speaking of which, uh, kind of an exciting thing going on here in the greater Phoenix area this weekend. The first comedy club to be doing live in-person shows will be Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Uh, he's doing a social distancing show, and he's bringing in local headliner Michael Longfellow, who started out with us. So we're kind of... Uh, we're kind of excited about that. I don't think, um, I haven't decided if I'm going to go or not. So uh, there's like honking out the window. What is that, Cheryl? What's going on? The neighbors, the neighbors uh, Alfonso and those guys? They're like honking at each other? Okay. By, oh, hold on. Okay. Oh, a drive-by pickup. That's better than a drive-by shooting. You know, that's the one thing, you, you know, a lot of that has kind of gone away. The only time you're seeing guns nowadays is when a bunch of people are outside with guns going, let us outside. You're outside. It's you know, it's hold on. Like a, um, okay, they can't, they can't hear you. You have to, oh, it's a birthday. Oh, there's a birthday going on across the street and they're doing a drive-by party. That is fantastic. Uh, it's my favorite neighbor. It's a guy named Alfonso. He's a wonderful guy uh, and I love him and his family. And uh, we're going to have to make sure that we wish them a happy, happy, happy birthday. Uh, all right. Let's get to the mementos. Okay. And all I got is a couple little things today. And it's just a silly thing I grabbed. And here it is right here. Look at that. What is that? It says season ticket holder. And then it's got a red bird on it. I'm going to show it to you there on YouTube. Season ticket holder. I have another one here that says um, baseball like it ought to be. Season ticket holder. Hold on. Hold on. There you go. Look at that. Up close, that looks pretty neat, doesn't it? It says, season ticket holder, baseball like it ought to be. It's a uh, um, uh, St. Louis Cardinals uh, season ticket holder pins. If you were a season ticket holder, you got these pins. And in 1997, my dad was a season ticket holder to the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. And you know what? And that was a very cool thing for my pop. Very cool thing because he'd been raised dirt poor his whole life struggled financially his whole life, worked his ass off his whole life, and finally uh, uh, achieved some really wonderful things towards the end of his life and went from not even being able to afford to take his family to more than one game a year and then in the bleachers to having season tickets. And whenever we went back to St. Louis, we sat in the best seats and saw some of the best baseball you ever 
could see. And um, I don't have too many mementos of my father, but I do have his season ticket holder pins. And I think that is uh, pretty neat. Pretty, pretty neat. Um, you know, the other thing that we're talking about, uh, and you know, and tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, I will tell you who the 10th one is. A decision has been made. The votes are cast. The die is cast. Okay, we have been putting together now for a couple of weeks a list of the 10 coolest people ever. It started out with me just casually mentioning that I thought that Miles Davis was the coolest person uh, who ever lived, but once he died, the mantle went on to Keith Richards. Then someone asked me who was third, and we were off to the races. So we have now compiled, not just me, but you and I, over the, over the several weeks, we have compiled a list that currently has the nine coolest people ever. Tomorrow, Friday, I will announce the 10th. Then Saturday, before the 7 p.m. Uh, special show that we do on Saturdays, I will post it on social media and we'll watch the trolls and weirdos and conspiracy freaks begin to argue and uh, wail and gnash their teeth over the choices. So here's who's already on the list, just so it's official. Most of you watching have heard this, okay? The list now has nine, hold on, is that nine Nine people on it. Start number one, Miles Davis, Keith Richards, James Dean, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, Prince, Humphrey Bogart, Jack Nicholson, Billie Holiday, and those, is that nine? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, nine. Nine. I didn't even have to take off my shoe and use my counting foot. And we've already decided who the 10th one's going to be. It has been decided. Not that we've decided. It has been decided. After much discussion and voting and conversation, both on show, on the show, and by telephone, and online, and in uh, secret Zoom meetings uh, held after 12-step meetings, uh, the 10th will be announced tomorrow, Friday. The 10th person on the coolest people ever list, put together by you and I. And then we will post it Saturday on social media and get it out there and get that hoopla going. And then next Monday, we'll start a new list of the 10-something of something. Okay? But the 10th one has been chosen and will be announced tomorrow. Okay? You can guess who it might be. You can give it a sh shot if you want. But uh, maybe you just want to wait till tomorrow, okay? All right, let's get to the music, as they say. Today's going to be a little bit of a short show, too. I just want to point that out. Generally, the shows are uh, run 30 minutes. This one's going to run a little shorter. Um, but I'll make it up to you, my dear friends, manana. Okay? Um, we, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl says, the producer, the producer of the show just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, is uh, giving me some information. She goes, I have run long on some shows, so I don't owe you anything. But uh, <laughs> if you take all the shows that have run longer than 30 minutes and take all the time that's been more than 30 minutes and plug them together, I should be signing off right now. Um, let's get to the music. The music I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to uh, recommend and it's, it's, I, I've talked about these people before, but I just want to show you these albums. So when I was a kid, uh, when you were, when I was a little kid, when I was, you know, like eight, nine, 10 years old and was first starting to buy records, you bought singles called 45 RPMs because they spun at 45 revolutions per minute. You, I didn't know that when I was a kid, they were just called 45s. Had one song on each side. 
Okay, one song on each side. But then the album became something that happened. And then these bands that you loved and these uh, guitarists and singers you loved were just putting out hit after hit. But on their albums, there'd probably be like two of their hits. So they have like five albums. They have all their hits. You'd have about like 10 albums. And I was a broke-ass kid in Hell Springs, Missouri. So I couldn't afford to buy 10 albums. Thank God they came out with the best ofs. So here is a great best of I got when I was like 14 years old. There you go. See that? My YouTube friends. You see that? And you can tell by looking at it that I have owned this a long, long time. Uh, the back had some cool artwork on it. There's the artwork right there. It is, uh, it is the Jimi Hendrix experience, and they're all kind of dressed up like cowboys. Everybody, it, everybody, when they're kids, likes to play cowboy. Sometimes cowboy and Indian, cowboy and Native American, cowboy and Nat indigenous population. Uh, but uh, in the 60s, kids played cowboy and Indian. And uh, you got to remember that a lot of these legendary musicians that created music that is still the soundtrack of so many people's lives were, nothing, were barely out of childhood themselves. So this is the Jimi Hendrix Experience, Greatest Hits. Put out before Jimmy passed away in 1970. By the way, if you don't know who was in the Jimi Hendrix experience, of course, it was Jimi Hendrix. Okay, and it was Mitch Mitchell on drums and Noel Redding on bass guitar. Here is what was on this one album. That album cost like $3.99. And that was a lot of money in those days. I would save up, save up, and then walk the mile and a half from my, uh, our, my family's house up on a hill in Hell Springs to the Ben Franklin Five and Dime store, which was a knockoff of Woolworths. Uh, in House Springs, in House Springs, there were three main stores in one tiny three-store strip mall back then. A Rexall Drug, a Ben John, uh, a Ben Franklin Five and Dime, and the Grozik's Tomboy Grocery Store, where I actually ended up working at one point. But the Ben Franklin had albums, and I'd save up, and I got this album. You know what's on here? Okay, Purple Haze, Fire, The Wind Cries Mary, Can You See Me, Hey Joe. Stone Free, Manic Depression, Foxy Lady, Crust Down Traffic, All Along the Watchtower, Red House, and Remember. So I'd say as far as a greatest hit album, this one covered almost everything that was a great hit by Jimi Hendrix. Every, every not every one of them, but I mean, this is, there's no ripoff here. There's no ripoff. For $3.99, I got more than my money's worth. And this, for many years, was the only Jimi Hendrix album I owned. And I've listened to it. I think the grooves are worn out. Now, keep it in mind that in those days, I didn't have a lot of money and I'd wait for the best of albums to come out because I couldn't afford to buy three or four albums, okay? And that always made you kind of feel weird when you'd be talking with someone about Cream and go, yeah, I really like White Room, I like Crossroads. And they'd mention some obscure song off the Israeli gears and you go, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that one too. And you had no idea what the hell they were talking about because you never heard the song. Never heard it. Okay, so right around that time in my life, we're talking 13, 14, 15, Okay, 12 to 15. This is another best of I got. Very cool. Another trio, by the way. You know, what's stunning is how many great uh, rock artists of that era, rock bands of that era were trios. Uh, and two of the biggest, Jimi Hendrix Experience, and of course, Cream. So earlier we talked about, uh, because I, I own a lot of other Cream albums, and we talked about this band and uh, what a stunning contribution they made to, as a British band, to American and world music that uh, they kind of introduced, along with a few other British bands, but especially them, introduced the rest of us 
to some of the great blues music of the 20s and 30s, and we didn't even realize it for a while. Crossroads was written by the legendary Robert Johnson, a man who supposedly sold his soul to the devil down at the crossroads in Mississippi so he could play that guitar and then tragically died at that magical age that so many pop stars do, 27. Best of Cream, once again, about $3.99, which in 1969, 70 was a ton of money. Uh, I think I had a job when I was 15 making a dollar an hour, and that was like, good. Okay, dollar an hour. Uh, on this Best of Cream album, this is what you got. You got Sunshine of Your Love. You got Badge, beautiful tone, Crossroads, White Room, okay, and uh, Swablar, which I've never been able to pronounce. Uh, right there, just on side one, Sunshine of Your Love, Crossroads, and White Room, three of the biggest songs in rock history, all done by the same band. Side two, Born Under Bad, signed Spoonful, the old Willie Dixon tune, Spoonful, Spoonful. Tales of Brave Ulysses, Strange Brew, and I Feel Free which is a cool, cool little acapella opening. So if you don't know Cream, and I'm thinking almost everybody who's going to watch this knows Cream, but a few of you don't, Google or YouTube, Sunshine of Your Love, Crossroads, and White Room, and you're off to the races there. Then uh, check out I Feel Free because uh, I really love it. And, of course, Spoonful, their version of Spoonful, the Willie Dixon tune. So Cream was playing Willie Dixon, Cream was playing Robert Johnson. You know, uh, Cream was doing, uh, uh, White Room was based on a poem, okay? Uh, uh, so it's just great stuff, great stuff. So in those days, I bought a lot of best of albums because that's all that, that way I could afford to have all the hits on one record and play them over and over until my dad went, turn it down, down or off, down or off. And by the way, that's when you knew and uh, for many of us, it happened some time ago. Uh, but that's when you knew that you were getting a little older, is when you were listening to a classic rock station in your car, and all of a sudden, one of your favorite songs of all time came on, and you turned it down a little bit because it was too loud. I found myself doing that one day with Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf when I was in my 40s, and I went, oh, wow, look at us now. So it wasn't that our parents hated our music. It was just too damn loud for them, you know? Anyway, those are the two uh, bands I'm always going to recommend. I always recommend Jimi Hendrix and Cream, you know, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix Experience and Cream. Of course, uh, uh, Jack Bruce didn't really go on to much more fame and notoriety, uh, of course. And um, I saw him like just a year ago. Still incredible. Still incredible. Uh, and I've seen him several times. Uh, but of course, uh, um, you know, uh, Ginger Baker went on to become one of the most notorious outlandish and infamous characters in rock history. Not as outlandish or infamous as Felix Papillardi's wife, who shot and killed Felix Papillardi, but uh, uh, just for his behavior. Funny story, funny story, uh, when Cream broke up, and pretty much once Eric Clapton left Cream, you know, there was, they couldn't, we're, we're going to replace him. Um, Eric Clapton joined a group called Blind Faith, and Blind Faith had Rick Gretsch, who was with a band called Family and Steve Winwood from Traffic. So Traffic, so a guy from Cream, a guy from Traffic, two really huge bands. And then uh, one day, Eric Clapton goes, and I walked in the room, and there was, you know, Ginger sitting behind the drums, and he said he joined the band. He goes, and it kind of bothered me because I, I, I had uh, left Cream to get away from him. He scared me. He was scary. So uh, Ginger Baker just invited himself to be the drummer 
on his now what is considered one of the great classic uh, late 60s uh, uh, albums uh, named after the band Blind Faith. So a lot for you to chew on there, okay? A lot for you to chew on. I don't know, guys. I've asked you to, and you don't have to, but if you have little trinkets and memorabilia like this that you want to send me pictures of that I can uh, uh, post on my Facebook page and um, that we can talk about your stuff as well, I'd love to do that. You know, this show's not about me. This show is, wow, we got to have something to do during the day. Now, so many of us who didn't have anything to do find ourselves... Even though we're at home, so damn busy that uh, we can't, uh, we don't have time to wind our watch. Um, you don't really have to wind your watch. Okay, a lot of people don't wear watches anymore. I still do. I feel comfortable with a watch on, damn it. I just do. Um, matter of fact, if I'm not wearing my watch, I feel a little naked. I just feel a little naked. If I don't have my wedding ring and I don't have on my watch, I, uh, I don't feel right. I feel like I'm going outside with no, with no pants on. Of course, I guess if I went outside with no pants on, I would then... Uh, Noticed a, a demonstrable difference in how I felt and uh, how I was reacted to. I mean, if I go outside and I'm not wearing my watch, not wearing my wedding ring, no one's going to go, what the hell? But if I go outside with no pants on, somebody's going to go, what the hell? Of course, nowadays, I don't know if anybody do anything to go, just leave him alone. He's probably protesting. He's probably protesting a stay-at-home order and just wants to go outside, let him walk around with no pants <laughs> uh, I thought of something yesterday I kind of want to leave you with uh, because it's just, you know, things are constantly changing and shifting. You know what? But you're good people and you haven't changed, okay? And you are, you are people who endure and survive and thrive and that hasn't changed. But uh, they're opening up the casino down the street. I love that casino. I love their entertainment uh, venue down there. I've seen concerts down there. Take the grandkids down there to play video games all the time. I'm not going to run out this Friday when they open it. I'm, God bless them for doing it. But they're opening the casino. So literally, you can now gamble your money and your life. Uh, also, it occurred to me, it, uh, you too, Pam Lutz. You have a good day too. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, it occurred to me that when this all started, there were people I, I, there were people I wanted to see and I couldn't. And now that everything's kind of half-ass opened up, okay, I can see people, and I don't want to. So, <laughs> I do, I do. I just want everybody to be safe, sane, and healthy, okay? Um, you know, I walk through the stores a lot, and to kind of make everybody feel better, I make it my mission to smile. I make it my mission when I, when I have to go to a store, okay, when I have to be out, okay, if I'm walking my dog down the street, I make it my mission to smile, and I thought that really helped until I realized nobody could tell because I'm wearing a mask. So <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to smile with my eyes. Like, <laughs> Cricket Gill says, at the casino, they were practicing physical distancing. Yes, there are glass partitions between the machines. And in some cases, some machines will be shut off. Yes, yes, I know all that, Cricket. You know what? And we can't blame them. We talked with um, the manager of one of our favorite restaurants in the whole world, Vito's. In Mesa, one of the best Italian, I'm going to say it's the best Italian restaurant west of the Mississippi. It's been there since 1949. Uh, we've done comedy shows there once a month on Saturday nights for six years in their cellar. Uh, seats 55 people. We are not going to be doing that anytime soon. It's just too small and enclosed of a space uh, uh, currently. But they're open now. And people can go in there and it can only go half capacity. So, 
my hat's off to them. And my hat's also off to, I realize the frustration and anger and hurt and sense of helplessness that people feel when they go, we just want to work. I get it. Okay. So even though there is a certain segment of the society that goes, or you don't like it, just stay home. Stay home if you're scared. And it's not a matter of scare. You, you know what? Anybody who talks like that is probably scared. Um, my hat's off to them. I just want to find the path to mitigating this as quickly as possible. Maybe opening up states halfway. You know, opening up some swimming pools and some bars and some restaurants. You know, and letting uh, half the number of people into a venue it will be the way to do it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. And so many of the people who have opinions on it are not as well. Maybe the best way to do it would have been to go 30 more days, just 30 more days, you know, and really bend that curve down to the ground. But maybe it'll all be okay, okay? And maybe it'll all be okay. I certainly hope, most importantly, that it's all okay for you, for each and every one of you, all right? We've all got things we kind of got to do. We've all got a little squirrely, you know, uh, by the way, you know, the Walmart and the grocery store can only last so long as the main uh, social venue in any community or city. Uh, some other things have to happen, but stay safe, stay sane, take care of yourself. Okay, we're going to sign off tomorrow, tomorrow. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. We're going to announce because we have, it's, already, it's already there. We already got it. It's right here. I could say it now. I could say now who the 10th person is on our list of the 10 coolest people ever. But that's what the show is going to be about tomorrow. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about these picks, the nine that are already on here. We're going to talk about the 10th one. Saturday, we'll put it up on social media before our big 7 o'clock show. And then Monday, we'll come back with a whole new list. Um, always glad to hear your suggestions. Always enjoy speaking with you. Uh, those of you that kind of reached out today via social media, thank you. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. I'm going to see you tomorrow at 2 p.m., same place, same time, Facebook Live, YouTube, Comedy Schools channel, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. That's where I'll be tomorrow at 2 p.m. I hope you're here with me. You're listening to and watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. That's our show today. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, my YouTube friends. Hey, I, you know, I no one's told me on YouTube, uh, and I don't know if anyone's even do this, but I hit end stream yesterday, YouTubers. It sounds weird, YouTubers. Uh, I hit uh, uh, end stream yesterday, but then I didn't click the final, the second click. So I don't know if it picked Shirley and I, you know, chewing the fat, shooting the breeze. I have no idea. But we're going to end this stream now. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. So now i got to hit end. I think it ended it. But... Uh...